0: Hey, my friend, welcome to the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Murray, life coach and author, and I believe that life is too short to be miserable. I learned that lesson a long time ago, and so each week I'll bring you a new episode to help you learn to trust yourself, choose joy, and feel peace. Thank you so much for being here and spending this time with me to work on you. Do me a favor and hit subscribe so I can be in your downloads each and every week. For now, let's get on with the show. Change is in the air right now. We're hearing it and seeing it from all directions. There's a call for reform and an expectation of life to look quite differently. So while there's immense value in change within our government, nothing is as powerful as change on an individual basis. And that's right. Change starts with you. That's the topic of this episode today. So let me share with you a little bit about my background. Most of you know me as a life coach, author, and podcast host, which I am. I run a business early in the morning hours and in the evenings, but during the day, I'm part of a team of professionals who work to help kids and families who've been impacted by child sexual abuse. So my team consists of other agencies and disciplines such as law enforcement, child and family services, attorneys, medical and mental health professionals, victim advocates, you get the idea. So in some ways I work with these multiple agencies who do business within their own boundaries of red tape, right? Legislation and policies change the way my partners and I do business on an annual basis. So sometimes the change is good. And other times a new law is required to fix the unintended consequences of the previous one. It's not a perfect system, but it's what we have. And change within this type of structure takes time laws change, and then those who are affected by the new legislation have to figure out how that looks within their organization. They have to create new policy, they have to train their staff, and they have to implement the change. Sometimes it works well, and other times, not so much. So the point of this is that changing laws and policies takes time. It is a slow moving machine and it's definitely not an overnight fix. Now, yes, advocate for change within your area of interest, but don't expect that the change will solve the problems of the world and especially not quickly. True change and rapid change begins with you. So I want to share with you seven steps to change. So the first step is going to be hold yourself to a higher standard than you expect of others. That's a bigger one than I think we really realize because a lot of times we put ourselves and our beliefs and our actions kind of on a pedestal. But when we really step back and take a look at it, are you holding yourself to a higher standard than you're holding others? Because it's usually the flip side. We're expecting more from other people, but we want to be able to remain in our status quo and in our comfort zone. We we don't want to step into a new role. We don't want to change. Change can be tough. We don't want to adopt new habits. We don't want to have tough conversations, but we expect other people to do that so this is definitely something that you need to work on is holding yourself to a higher standard than you expect of others so this is a really minor scale but i want to give you an example if you've got somebody that's always coming in to work late and you get there on time and you're just irritated because this person never shows up on time think about how much time you spend watching everyone coming in late So you get there early, but you're watching all these people come later. You are wasting just as much time paying attention to what everyone else is doing than you would be if you were coming in late. So think about how that can translate into the work that you provide or perform. You start venting to others about the problem. You're wasting time that you could be doing something good. For me, that's a big one. I vent to others about the problems. I process things verbally. So for me, venting is a way of processing what's going on. And it's also a way of me being able to create change or come up with a solution or kind of brainstorm what action steps I might need to take or... Whatnot, but sometimes I get out of control with that. And my venting to others about the problem is wasting the time that I could be doing something productive or something good, like finishing that orientation manual I've been putting off. Yeah. Or creating new courses. And at some point, I have to step back and say, why am I allowing this to consume all of my time and energy? How can I hold myself to a higher standard? And I need to start creating that change within myself. So the second step is going to be evaluate what you can and can't control. So let me tell you right off the top, you cannot control people. You cannot control situations or outcomes. So yes, you want someone to do more, but if they don't, then what? You can't force them to do more. You can make life miserable. Is that really going to get you what you want? Will it fix the problem? If you come in and continually expect more and more and more of someone, and what if they're provide what if they're, what if they're showing up and they're giving you more and they're trying to meet your expectations, your expectations are continuing to go up. So no matter what they do, they're damned if they do, and they're damned if they don't. So you're going to actually have the flip side effect. So evaluate what you can and cannot control. What you can control is your attitude. You can control your behavior. You can change your own mindset. You can change your own habits. You can start to change your own productivity, but you can't force that on someone else. Someone else who may be performing below standard in your mind may be excelling in theirs. Doesn't mean you can't set new standards of expectation. It doesn't mean you can't raise the bar and they can't raise the bar, but you need to evaluate what you actually have the potential to control. Third step. Be open to new ideas and possibilities. Now, this is a big one for me because I think I have it all figured out. And if it would just happen my way, all would be well, right? And yet, I don't have all the answers. And I understand that when I come at something with my perspective and my belief on how it should be done, I'm not taking into account that there are imperfect people in an imperfect world following imperfect policies and practices. And It may not be as simple as I think. So I need to be open to new ideas and possibility. And I think one of the things that helps me with this the most is to understand that it's this or something better. When I was in a past relationship, I had, in my view, I was trying to make some changes. I wanted to see our relationship progress. And I was really asking in my mind for the floor, not the ceiling. So I was asking for a bare minimum, knowing that there was so much more potential, right? So when that relationship ended and I really started getting clear on what I wanted in another relationship at some point, I didn't want to negotiate. I didn't want to expect less. I didn't want to limit it. So I really started looking at what I did want and I created this, in my mind, this beautiful vision of this relationship that I wanted. And then when I was ready to get into a relationship again, and I knew I wasn't going to settle for anything less than what I was wanting, but what I got was so much better than what I had envisioned. So I love the idea of saying it's this or something better, because when we're not open to new ideas and possibilities, we might really be limiting the potential of the outcome. So remember to keep that phrase in your mind. It's this or something better. Always know that you can be open to bigger and better and more possibilities. But if you're close minded about it, you're not going to be able to hear those things. Someone else might be able to bring in a perspective that you had never considered. But if you're unwilling to take other people's ideas, then you're not going to get that. All right, the next step is to adopt a role model mindset. If you want to know more about that, check out just do a Google search on Brendan Burchard role model mindset. He's got a lot of great videos out there, but something that I want to encourage you to do is to show up for every situation, asking yourself, how can I show up as a role model? So you're walking into a meeting or you're ready for a conversation with your child. Maybe you got called by the principal and you're on your way to the school. I don't know if you're wanting to attack the principal or the child verbally, please, but whatever you've got going on in your mind, Before you walk in that door, take a step back, take a deep breath and say, how can I show up as a role model in this situation? It is not about putting someone in their place because that's not going to be received. When have you ever seen public shaming and criticism be helpful? Our world is so full of that. Yet when has showing up like an ass ever been productive? It's not. In fact, it ruins your cause. It ruins the potential for change. Being a role model means that you show up as the bigger person. You show up with kindness and compassion, even to those who piss you off just as much as you would to those who support you. A role model continues to learn. If you have something that you need to learn more about, find a book, listen to podcasts, Increase your understanding, your awareness, your compassion, and your ability to be emotionally intelligent of what's going on in the world or in your situation. Find a book on relationships or leadership and apply that advice that resonates with you. Okay, our next step is to see people as people. I got this from the Arbinger Institute. They have a book called The Anatomy of Peace. I highly recommend it. It's amazing. But something to kind of in a nutshell, seeing people as people is recognizing that generalizing isn't helpful. So, for example, how many times have you had someone in a breakup or in a bad situation and they're saying, all men are bastards or everybody's controlling or all women are just after your money? Your next partner isn't responsible for the mistakes of the previous one. The people who work for an organization they're not the organization. The organization doesn't live and breathe. It's just an entity. It's a name. People are people. And when you can take someone out of the group, when you're trying to cluster everyone together, how unfair is that? You don't want to be clustered around with every other woman because I'm not every other woman, right? You're not every other woman. The mistakes that I have made, you shouldn't be held accountable for my mistakes and vice versa. So consider that as you're having conversations or you're thinking about things in generalities. You know, right now we're in a political year, so it's all liberals or all conservatives. Uh, uh, uh. No, there are individual people who have beliefs and mindsets and feelings and trials and challenges and a history and a future. Individual people is where you need to focus your time. And you know this, right? You know that when you start applying the all label, that even as you say that, you think of someone who fits in that category that you just threw out and you say, well, I'll accept my friend or I'll accept him or I'll accept her, everybody, but her, she's not that way. Just all of the other people are that way. And when you really start to look at that mindset, you say, no, each individual person is an individual person. Yes, there are jerks out there. Yes, there are people out there who are complete idiots and jerks and whatever you want to call them, right? But they're individuals. They're dealing with their own issues. They're dealing with their own mindset. They could use listening to this podcast. I get it, but they're still people and they don't make up the whole. All right, last step. Here we go. Take action. It is so easy to bitch about the problems and then walk away with an attitude of someone better do something about that. But you know that it's not going to be you. So that's not how change happens. You are the one who needs to take action. You can brainstorm ideas. You are so smart and you can be so creative when you start applying all of these other steps, your creativity to solving a problem and taking action is going to expand So come up with an action plan. What would you like to see happen and how can you go about doing that and follow through? It may mean having a tough conversation. That is a hard one for me. I hate tough conversations. I avoid them like the plague, but yet I know that if I need things to change, I'm going to have to have them. It might mean setting boundaries in a relationship. That's actually easier for me than having a tough conversation, even though they kind of go together. You may have to set new expectations at home or work. You might have to be able to say, from now on, this isn't going to be able to happen that way, or I'm going to start taking care of myself, not just all of you. And here's how I'm going to do that. You may have new expectations. You may need to take action so that you can truly make the change that you want to see happen in the world. It's going to have to start with you and what you have control over, which is yourself, your attitude, your mindset, your habits, your beliefs, your actions, you, you, you. It does go back to you. When you recognize that change begins with you and you practice these seven steps, you will be unstoppable. Your level of influence will increase, which will allow you to make a bigger change within your family, your team, your coworkers, your community, and even the world. You have the potential to create such a huge ripple effect when you start practicing these seven steps. Never underestimate the impact that you have. Never feel like you're insignificant, like you're just a drop in the bucket, that you're one person in this huge planet. Yes, you are. But you're part of this huge planet. You are part of a community. You are part of a culture and your influence, your role model mindset, your positivity can and will create change that is needed so drastically. So I'm going to challenge you To follow these seven steps and to see which ones make the most impact. Watch, take a bird's eye view of the actions that you take as you follow these steps. I want you to really look back and say, how is my changing myself impacting others? How is it impacting my family? How's it impacting my relationship, my workplace, the, the information I put out to the world? Take a step back and look and see because you matter. And what you do is helpful and important. All right, my friend, that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to hear how this helps you. Do me a favor. I would love for you to get to know me a little bit more. Go to my website. See what I'm all about. Go to theheartofconfidence.com. That's my website. I've got all kinds of cool information on there and a few freebies for you. So check it out follow me, see what you can learn about me. And as always, I have show notes there on this episode. I would love for you to comment on the blog post and let's start having conversations. Have a great one.